0: Dear Young Rocker is a production of iHeartRadio and Double Elvis Dear Young Rocker You've taken on a lot of challenges headfirst Some of them came at you from some of the people and situations around you Like the need to prove yourself as a quote-unquote girl bass player But for you, most of what you've had to struggle the hardest against has been completely invisible to others. The things that come from your own mind really are the toughest obstacles in your way. And a lot of the listeners of this podcast have identified with that. But everyone's set of difficulties is different. It's hard to say objectively who has it worse than who else, which is why that comparison isn't a good thing. But some people who aren't you have, as you well know, lived with a lot more externally applied roadblocks and painful restrictions as teenagers. And those stories need to be out there in the world, too, so that all the people who identify with them can also feel seen. Of course, what unites all of the lives in this collection is that our love of music kept us moving, despite our individual life's friction, towards something eternally beautiful and always worthy of striving for. Claire Ghost, who releases music under the name Paper Citizen, is someone who had some big things she had to come up against very early on. As you'll hear in our conversation after her story, she was so engaged in her own mental and physical survival as a young person that she wasn't able to even really start writing songs until she transported herself across an ocean and found herself in her very own space for the first time. Here's Claire.
1: Hi, my name is Claire Ghost, and my pronouns are she and her. Dear young rocker, doesn't it feel lonely and terrifying when you know your voice hasn't been heard since you were a kid and you have no one to share your thoughts or dreams with? Your life is about to change forever, but not before you're faced with more tough times ahead of you and trauma that will impact the way you live forever. It's not something you're going to believe that can happen at first. Get ready for the heartbreak of your life, to lose everything you have, to experience a swirl of emotions, intense and heavy. It's also the reason you're now made of grit. You're going to discover what it's like to love and be loved. It's a long and winding road to self-discovery and you're going to emerge stronger than ever before. You've had a hard time at home for years now. You've grown up in a conservative Christian household in Singapore. Dad's a reverend, and a lot of your life revolves around God, His Word, and the church. Your family has expectations of what a good Asian daughter should be. Obedient and sweet, quiet, and self-sacrificing. You are regularly reminded that things are different for you because you're a girl and not a boy. You're not allowed to talk back or question anything you're being told to do. So you are afraid to express who you are inside and you don't know who you are. For as long as you can remember, in the memory and pictures, you've always had straight black hair And kept a low-maintenance hairstyle. Like a bob with bangs. Like Tina from Bob's Burgers. Mom has always picked out your clothes since you were little. Sunday best dresses were always preferred. The kind with collars and short sleeves that bunched up under your armpit. Oh yeah, add a pair of frilly socks to match with fabric Mary Janes. You were always jealous of your brother's cool clothes like baggy jeans and shirts. They seem so comfortable and give you lots of mobility. As you've grown older, you begin to resist more often. And if you persist, wearing mom down enough, you can sometimes be able to get away in a decent pair of jeans. You remember going into your brother's closet and borrowing some of his clothes when he wasn't around? Of course, he found out and didn't like that at all. As a kid, you were full of energy. Hyperactive, as they call it. You could never sit still and love to keep talking. You always ask a lot of questions and didn't understand why adults got so mad sometimes over questions like, why? Sometimes if you got too loud or rowdy, it ended up with a beating. Over time, you started to become anxious and angry too blaming yourself for all the bad things that you do. Music is the forefront of your upbringing and will eventually also serve as your secret escape. You've been playing classical piano since the age of five and violin at the age of eight. The only songs you know with lyrics are church songs about God. Music is a big part of praise and worship. And at church, you'll see people lifting their heads and hands, closing their eyes, losing themselves to the music. There were old hymns from a thick book that adults would refer to. Those songs sounded ancient and rigid to my ears. But the adults seemed to really like them. Sunday school songs for the kids were simpler, happier, and had more bop to it. The youth service songs sounded most like the music on the radio. They had a full band playing the songs. Their services were quite like a concert. Mom and Dad don't like anything but classical music and worship songs played at the house, as they find most music noisy to death. And that's the translation from a Hokkien phrase. Tasilam. Church was the place you had the most exposure to music, and you'd sing your heart out along with everyone else, and sometimes really enjoyed it too. Soon, dad and mom will receive a free gift, a portable battery-operated radio that they give to you. It's about to keep you company in the middle of the night, open up a new door in your identity, one that will suddenly emerge when you leave the nest, shaping the way you navigate your life on this earth. The very first time you discover public radio, your ears are immediately addicted. You'll hear a variety of voices singing, screaming, rapping, which you'll find so bold and beautiful. People in the world seem to share their joys and sorrows about love and life, colouring in the black and white way you've been taught to view the world. This will inspire a new imagination of who you can be in this life. However, you're still going to be very angsty at this point and are drawn to artists on the radio that you know your parents will hate, like early Errol Levine, Linkin Park, and System of a Down. These records were loud and angry, the instruments beating hard and distorting. Singing was a form of screaming beautifully. You feel something when you hear them. These sounds felt like you on the inside. Before you heard them, you didn't even know that it could exist. How did they already understand you? Your life changed forever as this music exploded into the airwaves. You'll spend quiet and uneventful evenings in your room, writing down lyrics as fast as you can to the latest Christina Aguilera song that you just heard or belting loudly to the latest Lee Ann Womack single, only for your brother to storm through your door and tell you that it was painful to hear. It's going to feel a little bit disheartening at first, but you'll keep singing your heart out anyway, especially because you know it'll get on his nerves. You don't like being at home for several reasons, and there's this heavy feeling that weighs you down, like you're trapped. Is this what it feels like to hate life? This Is what it feels like to be depressed? Why does my mother cry so often? And why does she express that she'd like to leave this world to meet her maker? There's a lot of physical and emotional abuse that both you and your brother have to endure for years. And sadly, no one to tell. You can cry all day till you're exhausted. And the next day when the adults behave like nothing has happened, you follow along too. Your brother doesn't like speaking to you He feels like he's much older and assumes you don't know anything. You don't dare to complain to anyone, speak of any particular incident or write it down in case your parents find out and you'd be in more trouble than you were before. Sometimes it feels like there's no higher power to save us and there's no one there to listen. You're battling the constant feeling of crazy. The combination of restlessness and boredom, from the lack of healthy and good communication, and mostly hate the fact that you can't just be yourself. As angsty of a teenager as you are, it truly feels like no one understands. Learning was always an escape. Practicing your instruments, studying or doing your homework will lend you a lot of peace in the day. You love reading books about fantasy, where you'll be imagining adventures in magical lands. But make sure you only read when you're supposed to, or you could get your books confiscated by mom. You're 17, studying communications at the local polytechnic Because there isn't anything you really feel passionate about and your mom says that this is a safe bet to get a decent job. Mom's always disappointed at your mediocre grades and insists that you don't have any focus and need to learn to apply your talents. Dad doesn't like when you go out with your friends and expresses discontent when you want to do something fun instead of studying or helping out around the apartment. This time, however, Both mom and dad are about to be really, really upset as they're about to discover that you're a lesbian. Sneaking out of your home often, you don't like telling your family where you go after school, claiming mysterious project time, and would sometimes wait until they fell asleep to escape your bedroom at night. So you get to see your friends. You love your friends. They make you laugh so much. You can have conversations about anything you like and they do fun things like going downtown to shop, drink coffee, watch movies, shooting rounds of pool and even celebrate your birthday and holidays. Together, you'll attend underage parties, smoke copious amounts of cigarettes, ill drink all the drinks that you can, also oh ill and love meeting new people. Being seen feels so incredibly rewarding. You'll even meet your first girlfriend. TV and computer time is always limited at home. Even your Nokia 3210 has only 90 minutes of talk time and 150 free texts every month. Most homes have landlines, so you like to give your friends your house phone number and tell them to call and ask for you. As a teenage girl, you love talking on the phone for hours and that's going to bug your parents. Sometimes you swear a third person is on the line listening to your conversations. You get really angry and defensive, but know that your senses are right. You're about to find out that saying three words to another girl over the phone is going to land you in hot soup. You feel so angry and violated, but you also know that your voice isn't going to be heard, so you express these feelings louder and louder, like your head is about to explode and your ears ring from the inside. You'll see things thrown about and fly about the apartment. One day, you'll find your things put in boxes and tossed outside your apartment gate. A new lock in place that you don't have a key for. Should you swallow your pride, repent, and beg for forgiveness? This is your family. Are you sure? There's someone else who loves you now and more than enough to keep you alive. Get yourself together, grab your computer, your clothes, your violin, and go. This hurt will pass. Falling in love for the first time is intoxicating and beautiful. Even when it feels like you're moving too fast, you're not going to be able to resist the love and adoration showered upon you. Give in to this feeling, let yourself love, and let yourself be loved. You'll feel safe and invincible. You have so much admiration for her as an aspiring singer-songwriter. Her life wasn't easy too and you hear the way she puts that in her voice, your heart and brain will melt. You'll grow together, listen to and discover even more music that will continue to influence your writing as an adult one day. You'll hear English and American artists ranging from Joni Mitchell to Deftones, said to Neil Young, observing their works of art, listening to their stories and imagining the vast freedom in living and expression that a human can experience. You're coming out of your shell and are now able to speak of and share your dreams of making music your career, as there's nothing you love more that motivates you every day. You feel this in your gut. You'll kickstart your own identity. Discover an outlet for your aching heart, troubled mind, and restless soul. Music will save your life again. You're angry all the time and have a strange complex with a terrible attitude. You're passionate yet volatile. This stems from not feeling like you can trust anyone at the start. But do know that you're going to find good people in your life who will love you and show you that life can be different. Don't blame yourself for the events that have happened to you but learn to love the journey that it has taken you through and the person it has made you today. Forgive yourself and others. Let go of the guilt and the shame. These emotions will only weigh you down. You're an extremely loyal friend and you will meet the right folks who will appreciate this about you. You'll meet other queer folk and realize that the freedom to love does exist in this world. It's still difficult to see good and diverse representation of queers in pop culture and in the media, but this will change with time. Know that you are a part of this change in how someone as unique as yourself is represented in the world today. You never have to worry about finding work if you're willing to put in the hours to make ends meet. Put all of your energy into working on your craft every day, be it singing, playing instruments, recording, even teaching others. Somehow you'll find yourself on the right path, meeting new people and helping others too. you love sharing your gift of music as you can see how it brings joy to others and gives them a skill that they can use for life. Be patient though, because change happens slowly. You'll have great jobs and shitty ones too, and they'll all give you a good story to tell your grandkids and leave you with invaluable life experience. A good piece of advice is not to date someone in your band. Your music gets affected when the relationship presents problems. It's impossible to believe this when you're in love, and that's not to say that there aren't any success stories around for the lucky folks. But for someone like yourself who is so emotional, separating work and relationships might be a good starting point. You don't let money or fame guide your decisions. You can't be bought and love that you're a little rebel that way. You don't even feel in tune with the idea of capitalism, but you'll still find success and feel a lot of gratitude for the fans and friends who shower you with endless support in your music career. Hold on to that whenever you feel down or alone or when you feel like things have no meaning Sometimes you can't see what's right in front of you, but know that you are so, so loved. Play every show like it's an audition. You never know who's in the audience and how it could lead to your next gig. You love to help others and love playing in different bands of different genres, which will make you a versatile musician over the years, playing hundreds of shows all around Southeast Asia. This is so hard to believe right now, but soon enough, you'll want to write play and sing your own songs. You might ask yourself, who on earth would want to listen to them? I'm just a nobody and a blip in the cosmos. Well, I'll tell you that your story will resonate with someone else and help them through a similar situation. Just like how the music you listen to has saved you. Let the world see you for who you are. Sometimes, you'll get anxious at the laundry list of things that you have to accomplish. But tackle one thing at a time. You can't solve the world's problems in a day. Talk about how you're feeling and allow your friends to help you where they can. You don't have to go through life's hardships all alone. I know it feels like this sometimes and it can be so depressing, but learn to listen closely to your body's needs. Remember to eat well, sleep well, and stay active. Live out every dream that you've ever had and believe that it can happen. Lead your life with love, because that always wins.
0: Love will always win. Eventually. Whether it's love for someone else or something like music, or for yourself. In the end, it's the right way to go, because no matter what failures or mistakes happen along the way, you'll know you were motivated by what truly matters in this life. Claire's story was inspiring, and I had to find out a little bit more about her, so we chatted for a bit. Thank you for sharing your story, Claire. I really loved your advice to your younger self. I think it was really practical. I especially enjoyed the little um, anti-capitalist moment in there. That was nice. No one's approached that yet, but I love that you you know tell yourself you can do all this stuff by yourself. You don't need to to chase anything to do it. That's cool. I think everyone who's listening to the story is probably going to wonder what happened next. So I wonder if you don't mind sharing a little bit of, you know, your, your story after this, this period ended, um, you know, what happened? Where did you go after you left your parents' house? So after I left,
1: I was bouncing in between different friends' houses. And this started when I was maybe uh, 16 going on 17. There was a period of time where we were waiting, you know, before community college or polytechnic, as we call it, started. And so we had a big gap. A lot of us got jobs to pay for the summer. And I was staying at all my friends' houses until their parents kicked me out. They were like, you need to go home, you know, know, like concerned friends' parents. Like, you need to talk to your parents and you need to go home. And eventually, I ran out of options and got really close to my co-workers at my first job, which was a retail position at the Rip Curl downtown. If anybody doesn't know what a Rip Curl is, it's like a surf brand, which is kind of funny because you can't really surf in Singapore, but you know, it's a lifestyle. (laughs) Yeah. It's a lifestyle, you know, retail store. And I worked there and I was barely legal, not even 18 Mm-hmm. Um, all my coworkers were probably in their mid to late twenties and they, they took me in like a little sister and they, mm. they, they understood where my life was taking me. Not mm-hmm. all of them had great family situations. I went to a really nice school too. I went to an all girls Protestant school. Wow. So a lot of the, the families couldn't really understand what was going on in my, at my home yeah. and struggled to relate to that. So that's kind of what I did. I worked. Um, I had met my ex at the time who was an aspiring singer-songwriter and I moved in with her. Mm. Um, of course, not to her family's knowledge either. She had a pretty rough uh, family situation so I hid oh. in her house for many months. Wow. Until we we, we had one gig, two gigs. You know, the gigs started to pile up. I, I Okay, let me reverse and go back to how it happened. I was working in a restaurant at night uh, in the downtown, which was a mm-hmm. Scottish restaurant, Scottish whiskey restaurant. I wore, wore, a, wore a little kilt and I took orders and and I served food and drinks. And this restaurant was looking for a singer. And I was like, I know someone. I know someone who's going to be a perfect fit. And it was a Monday night slot. She's like, all right, I should to come in and audition. And she got the Monday night. Um A few weeks later, she got the Tuesday night. And a few weeks later, I was like, well, I want to play too. This sounds fun. And I asked my boss if I could audition. And I, much to her dismay, I hopped on her stage and jammed with her. She's like, excuse me. This is like (laughs) my stage. But my boss was like, you know what? I think you're better off playing music because I probably wasn't a very good waitress. Yeah. (laughs) And then (laughs) that started. It started we got the wednesday night and we got in. we saved up after 6 months to move out into our first like little room in an apartment downtown
0: when did you like write your first first song like do you have a memory of the first time you sat down with a guitar or i don't know it was at the piano or just lyrically but do you have a memory of like writing your first song
1: i did and and that o- that only happened when i came to america
0: oh okay Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the next part of the story. And so that that's leads me into my next question, which is so you recently put out an EP called Wandering Ghost, and I heard you say that that, you know, the lyrical content of that album or the thematic content has to do with your journey to America, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'd love to hear a little bit about yeah, your lyrics or, or songwriting approach for that. Um EP and then maybe you know how that story
1: continued, that next part for you. This is interesting because I'm thinking about it from from like a different perspective after many years. I think that 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 idea of um, how I be, how I started writing songs and what my thought process has totally changed. When I got to America, the, initially, I, it was just something that I always wanted to do and it was a dream. And I suddenly now had my own space and my own time uh, and freedom to make things up. I don't know why I didn't really feel that way or that I had that back in Singapore. Any freedom of like thought or expression or any Well, you're surviving.
0: Piece. I mean, yeah. if you were yeah. hiding yourself in other people's houses... That's kind of hard to sit down and play music if you're hiding, right? And and mentally, you're mentally, you know, hiding and constantly changing spaces and it it would be incredible. That's why I was asking the question earlier. I was like, did you write songs while you were doing that? That would be extremely hard. So so that's when when you got to America. Where where did you first live when you got here?
1: I first lived uh, in Back Bay, oh. in a little gross Back Bay. <laughs> I had a couple mice in my apartment. Sometimes the heat doesn't work, and oh, if yeah. it does, it makes a loud noise. Oh, yeah.
0: Classic cool. first Boston apartment. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. I didn't own a coat. It was it was difficult. But I had my own spot, which yeah. I've never had before. Right. So that was the trade-off. And I grew to like The Little Mice a lot and the, the sounds that <laughs> the heater would make, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think that a lot of the songs I started writing about, I started out with love, finding love,
0: mm.
1: and being in love. I guess it was something that I thought about a lot and I felt stuck with, felt extremely lonely I didn't know anybody when I moved here. Yeah, um, I wasn't entirely sure if people accepted who I was yet. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't really quite enjoy the way I was as a person. I I didn't didn't know who I was. I didn't like what I saw in the mirror at the time. So there were a lot of um, self like complex issues. And writing really helped with it, to, to talk about things or to try and uh, write about things and what I, I thought was beautiful. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to write things that I thought was, were pretty. I like pretty sounding things. Mm-hmm. That was my way to kind of start talking at all, of expressing how I felt at all. I was just very, very closed off. I played a lot of instruments, but I wasn't, I wouldn't say anything or, or write lyrics at first. And that's changed since. So I guess writing, you know, you find the most inspiration when you write about something that you know a lot about. Yeah. Or you feel that is true. And so it ended up becoming something that I would write about discussing how, you know, my loneliness in the US or falling in love or Mm -hmm. the friends that I care about. It just became... A journal, if you will.
0: So did you start by like actually just like long form journaling and then you got songs out of it or, or are you just writing lyrics the whole time?
1: I used to think of them as poems.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I've been playing music for so many years I heard music as its own separate entity. The chords and the melodies that I choose. Yeah. Um they can exist on its own. It's like coming from the classical world where yeah, Where All the music is, is composed and every note has its meaning. So I always had those kind of separated in two. Mm-hmm. And I slowly learned to like merge them together to create songs. Mm-hmm. And eventually, I started to let loose of the process a little bit and learn from other songwriters of... Picking maybe a lyrical idea and starting from there and letting it grow from there or yeah. a piece of a hook that you can grow from there. And that was was happened over time.
0: Mm. Okay. Cause I recently saw you in the studio and you were <laughs> laying down some basic tracks and you were putting uh I don't know really what you what the exact word is for, but you're putting proto lyrics in there until you, mm-hmm. you know, come up with your final lyrics. And I thought that was interesting mm-hmm. because I'm a person, I always write music and then I figure out what I'm going to put lyrically afterwards. But I know there's other people who, who start lyrically, or at least they have a couple solid lines and then they add music from those. They sing those to themselves until they add music. Mm-hmm. So I saw you you starting with music. So I was going to ask if that's usually your
1: process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like you. I, I start with music yeah. most of the time. And that sets the scene for what it's going to be about. Sometimes the topic and the lyrics, they could live separately because it's a piece on its own. And then I come across a piece of music that I wrote or co-wrote and sometimes they fit together and that's when magic happens. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's how I like to do it too. I I think maybe I've written like one song where I had a line and then I like just said it and then... Started adding stuff to it. But in general, I feel like I feel the emotion from the chord changes. And then, yeah, you too. I see you nodding.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I agree. That's why music is so cool. That's, That's why music is a little bit different from just writing right. literature or poetry. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Because it's a whole language on its own.
0: Yeah. I know. I feel kind of bad. Some people, you know, there's, there's a few people in the world who don't like music at all. I don't understand that and I feel really bad for them. And then there's some people who listen to music I feel like kind of just for the lyrics mm-hmm. and they probably wouldn't listen to something instrumental and I feel like a person who can listen to a classical piece or an instrumental rock whatever and get just as moved emotionally by it as something with lyrics and I think mm-hmm. that's that's like a gift. And we're probably very sensitive people, which makes life a little hard sometimes. But if you get that moved by court changes. But I think it's also like, yeah, an, another beautiful part of the world. So that's awesome that you, you really feel that too. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to say about, you know, your story or about
1: your music? It still continues. <laughs> I don't think the story ever quite ends or is just developing it's just um, getting to the juicy parts. Yeah. I think. Maybe the tough part, hopefully, is a little bit behind us. But
0: Oh, speaking of the tough part, I just thought of another question. How, you know, as someone who's a musician, how did you survive the last pandemic
1: year? That's a good question. So the last pandemic year pretty much destroyed all of our mainstreams of income, which is performing. Yep. Um... I was very lucky to start teaching at this one school that has allowed us to transition entirely remote. So, oh great! Teaching remotely has been a great source of income. Uh, I also do a lot of sound engineering, recording, and producing. So that has also been a good mm-hmm. source of income with uh, some. Artists that I've met here in L.A. that have wanted me to help with their music and been keeping me afloat.
0: Yeah, I wish you luck in the transition back to the normal, the new normal, as they call it, which I hate. But. <laughs> is it? <laughs> the new normal. Yeah, whatever we're doing. <laughs> um, yeah, I hope the rest of your journey is wonderful and i will be in touch. Thank you, Chelsea.
1: Thank you for having me. Thank you for chatting with me. Thank you for sharing
0: your story, and I'm sure it'll, it'll help someone out there who, who will hear it and identify. Okay, everybody, please support Claire by listening to Paper Citizen's new EP, Wandering Ghost. And fun fact, you'll also be supporting my audio partner, Colin Fleming, who recorded and helped produce these beautiful songs, too. I'll see you next time for the finale of season three. Next time on Dear Young Rocker, Shannon Shaw of Shannon and the Clams shares with us her story of overcoming the complicated mindset she was molded into that stopped her from even imagining that she would ever be able to write songs or lead a band herself. Dear Young Rocker comes to you from Double Elvis and iHeartRadio. Radio. It's executive produced by Jake Brennan of Disgraceland. It was created and is produced, written, and hosted by me, Chelsea Erson. I also created the theme song. Colin Fleming helps with sound design and mixing, and Clammer provides editing and production assistance. If you enjoy this podcast, please, please let me know by sending in a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also hang out with me virtually by following at Dear Young Rocker on Instagram. Please do not hesitate to send me a message there. And also follow Double Elvis for news about all of our new cool music podcasts. And if you'd like some snazzy DYR buttons or a t-shirt, go to doubleelvis.com shop. As always, the best thing you could ever do for this show is to share it with someone who you think would like it or just everyone you've ever met. Thanks, Rockers. Dear Young Rocker is a production of iHeartRadio and Double Elvis Productions. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio,